out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your hosts, Shandara Peschel and Steven Zhao, together with the Express Yourself Star On Air team. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. Now, here's Shandara Peschel and Steven Zhao to kick off the fun. Hey there, welcome to our program, Express Yourself. We're a show by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are C31 charity. I'm Shandara. And I'm Steven Zhao. Now, as some of you may know here at Be The Star You Are, we are hosting a Live Your Legacy writing campaign. Our latest submission from Loretta Seal is titled Playing for Change and recounts the work of a multimedia music project in improving lives around the world. Now, seeing as it seems to tie into our theme pretty nicely, we would like to start off tonight's show by reading this article for the world to hear. Shandar, it's all yours. People throughout the world have been deeply moved by the idea of music and of playing for change. Um, Playing for Change is a multimedia music project started in 2004 whose self-described goal is to inspire, connect, and bring peace to the world through music. American producer and sound engineer Mark Johnson, along with his Timeless Media group, traveled throughout the world with cameras and a mobile recording studio. Their intention was to use music, the universal language, to overcome barriers and show that there were many line-minded people who are interested in creating a better world. Their travels took them from the streets of the United States to African villages, Native American reservations, the Himalayan mountains, and many other places. There they recorded local street performers performing the same song, one of which is their first single, Stand By Me. When it came out in 2008, this video had over 37 million hits on YouTube. According to Mark Johnson, these songs videos offer musicians who have never met in person the ability to collaborate and write through the power of music. Mark and his team also interviewed the musicians and heard of of how music helped them persevere through universal struggles. The vision of playing for change extends far beyond just music and film. The Playing for Change Foundation was formed to build music and art schools around the world. The foundation sees these schools as sources of inspiration and a means of promoting peace and breaking down negative stereotypes among people everywhere. Learn more about Playing for Change, and together we can accomplish much more than we can apart. 
I guess we can hope that this submission will win some prizes. <laughs> Sounds Definitely. really awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Shandara, for reading that wonderful submission to our Live Your Legacy contest entitled Playing for Change and written by Loretta Seal. Now, this week, we're continuing our Tough Talk series with a show dedicated to gender issues, or more importantly, how we can all work together to improve the lives of everyone without discrimination. We will officially introduce our theme next segment with an interview with Sarah Gamble, professor at UC Berkeley. In the meantime, it's time to hear from one of our field reporters, Eric P., with his segment titled The App Rep. Welcome, Eric. Thank you. Okay, so today I'd like to share a pretty neat app with you. So sometimes exercising can really just feel like a chore, but today's app is one that can really inspire and motivate you, especially on the days when you just don't want to work out. This app is called Map My Run, and it's by Map My Fitness. And in case running isn't like you don't want to run, there also have similar apps that are for hiking, biking, walking, and even for triathlons. So for today, we're going to focus on what Map My Run can do for you. This app is easy to use and offers a wide array of options. After downloading the app and picking a username, you can immediately begin recording your daily workout via GPS. GPS enables this app to include your running pace, your speed, calories burned, and even your exact route. A neat feature is the route map also shows the elevation, which can really vary depending on where you live. After you get used to the basics on the app, it's easy to add and use other features. Some of the fun options are the ability to add friends to your app. It's like being part of a virtual running group. This mega fitness app also offers a nutrition tab that has a calorie budget. So if your goal is to lose weight, all you do is record your daily intake and Map My Fitness lets you know what calories you have remaining in your daily intake. Another really cool feature is that Map My Run also offers predetermined runs that are mapped by other users. So for the area I live in, there's over 200 run routes that have been mapped or by users, and they can range from three miles to over 68 miles. I don't know if anybody's actually gonna run 68 miles. Uh, most but... of them are probably the cross country team. <laughs> So Map My Run is a fun and easy app that offers a lot, and it's easily it's really easy to motivate you. I highly recommend checking out MapMyFitness.com to see all the apps and features available. So for the coolest new apps available for your smartphone, make sure you tune in right here to express yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Visit Express Yourself at www.btsya.com. I'm Eric Plagas with the App Wrap. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. And I actually want to focus on one thing you were saying. What was this about the app allowing you to connect to other runners and share runs and everything? Uh, does it? Do you know if it works really well? Uh, well, I don't. I have. I've only been able to like use it between myself. Yeah. But it it, it worked fine. It just shows you like your roots, what you've been running. So for those competitive people, it'd be perfect for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, it probably gets really competitive. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to really think about was, uh, I mean, we're on this issue about gender issues and how we connect to other people. And I think it's easy to think that the whole gender thing is all there is to describe someone when there's so much more to a person. And what Eric's uh, um, offering right now is this idea that we, maybe you are a runner and another person is a runner. It doesn't matter what gender or what um, gender identity they are. You guys are both runners, and a single passion can connect people quite easily. So I think that's a really good idea to consider. So true. Eric, do you have any other information about this application? For example, uh, is it where we can get it? And uh, do you know any friends who use it, for, for example? 
Uh, well, none of my friends run, so I don't know anyone <laughs> who uses it, but I would Not friends with the cross-country team, huh? <laughs> no, but I'd recommend going to so mapmyfitness.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you so yeah. much, Eric. That's a wonderful application. We'll definitely look into it. So, Shandara, I guess we're moving on into our segments, uh, talking about gender issues. What do you uh, have to th say going into this just, before we start talking to just our gender guests? Gender issues in general? Yeah, just like this idea that there are people out there who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender, and we can't discriminate against them. Like, what do we do? What are your thoughts before we hear um, from some experts? I was thinking, I feel like everybody just needs to, I think people get really um, insulted when at times they can be labeled with very like derogatory terms mm -hmm. and people think what when somebody's different from them they need to call them a name that is a demeaning slang term and i think that that's really wrong and i think that what people need to do with themselves when they try to separate themselves and you know have like these pre like these ideas about people and they don't even know them they need to just sit with themselves and really realize that we really are all the same and that doesn't matter what color you are, what person you want to date, you know, what gender you'd like to identify as. We're like seriously all human. And it's true. If we're not all in this together, then I mean, how is anything going to work out? Yeah. And then this idea that I guess a lot of people who are in that position feel very judged, I guess, you know, like yeah, think people other people are like, oh, are this is wrong time. or something. It's horrible. It's mm -hmm. like, no, it's like they could be looking at you the same way, judging you because of what you do. It's like it's the same thing. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just going to stand for that. Like, I think the biggest law, no matter what moral system you come from, no matter what religion you come from. I mean, I'm personally religious, but no matter what, the biggest law is that we should be loving others. We should be trying to treat them as they treat us. And even if you don't disagree with their views, why should we say we're going to put you down because of that? So I think that's a very big point that people should recognize no matter what side of the spectrum you come from. Most definitely. All equal. Yes. Now we're going to take a quick break here, but when we return, our theme is going to kick off with an interview from UC Berkeley professor Sarah Gamble. After that, we'll be looking into GLSEN board of director Kevin Grady's, who will talk about his national program and how they try to reach out to youth across the world, across the nation, and reach in order to create a better learning environment, especially for those dealing with gender issues and gender discrimination. You are listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Steven Zhao. And I'm Chandara Pashal. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good... Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey there, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Stephen Sal. And I'm Chandra Pashal, and we're your teen hosts. Now, for this segment, we're featuring Sarah Gamble, a health educator at the University Health Services and instructor in the School of Public Health at UC Berkeley. She's a PhD in sexuality studies and many years experience working with LGBT students and young people. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you very much. So Sarah, why don't we start off by talking about your job at UC Berkeley. What kind of classes do you teach and how do you integrate this idea of general acceptance within your classroom? Yep. So um, at UC Berkeley, uh, I'm a health educator. And so the classes that I teach are really focused on trying to keep the students as healthy and happy as they can be while they're here. So the, um, my classes are very practice-based, and we focus on areas that are identified as um, areas of concern for students and people who work with students. So like stuff that comes up for students a lot, things like sexual health, uh, relationships with friends, with roommates, with um, boyfriends, girlfriends, substance use, stress, all these things that um, you know come up a lot for students as health issues. Um, and then we just kind of weave into that things about equality and health disparities. So um, I have an LGBT inclusive curriculum. I do talk about LGBT health in the course of talking about kind of 
how oppression and discrimination um, impact certain groups in terms of their health and their life expectancy and things like that. Um, but it's kind of part of the larger focus on just like making sure that all students feel healthy and safe and welcomed. So as students, we were talking about how we actually don't see the, these issues come up to light so often. And we're not exactly sure if that's a good or a bad thing, if it's, if it's acceptance or sweeping the issue under the rug. So from a teacher's mm-hmm. perspective, what do you see? Do you see people responding well to these um, talks or people just don't want to mm-hmm. listen to it? Or what do you see with this? So um, in general, I find that most students are really responsive. I think, um, and I think you're right. You know, I think a lot of young people um, are really pretty accepting across the board. And if we look at uh, opinion polls over the years, we find that with every generation, every generation is less homophobic and more accepting of LGBT people. And I think, you know, this generation is really different than mine even, and I'm in my 30s. Um, So I think when there is, and there is homophobia that comes up sometimes, um, and I think it also depends. I live in Berkeley and work in Berkeley. It's a um, pretty liberal place. So I'm not saying Berkeley is like everywhere else, but when we do encounter kind of people's uh, homophobia or just kind of ignorance or not understanding, it's actually pretty easy to unpack it and understand it with somebody. Because I find like a lot of young people are really open to new ideas and changing their minds. I would say that a lot of obstacles tend to come from older people who tend to be more rigid. Do you have any specific examples of students you've worked with and how they changed and grew from after taking your class? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think for a lot of, uh, one thing I do notice is I'm very out as a queer person when I teach. And one of the things I notice is sometimes I connect with students and then I'll mention in class when we're talking about sexuality or something like that, um, I will mention my own status and I'll notice a kind of shift in the tone or that some students will be kind of initially uncomfortable with that. And then by the end of the class, they seem to have kind of become much more fluent in talking about LGBT issues, much less uncomfortable. For many of them, I might be the first out queer person that they know. And so kind of just getting to know me over the course of the class and realizing that, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to teach the class in a way that makes sense for them. And I'm really focused on their health. At some point, I think they realize I'm on their side and they stop kind of, uh, that kind of breaks down some of the barriers. So that's one of the big things that I've noticed. Is using the word queer, just as a question, is that politically mm-hmm. correct again? Because it used to be like a derogatory term. That's a really good question. Um, I think it really depends. So here on this particular campus, a lot of the LGBT students like to use the word queer because it has kind of this like punky sound and um, it has, it's been reclaimed. It is an insulting term that kind of got reclaimed by some parts of the LGBT community. I do think it's one of those terms. I do know LGBT people who don't like the word queer, and I do think it still does get used in a derogatory way. Um, certainly when I was growing up in Boston or the Boston area, um, people used to always say wicked queer, right, as an insult <laughs> um, <laughs> to access my, my um, young accent. So, you know, I think it's changed, but I, I would say it's one of those terms that anybody from uh, discriminated against community probably knows. There are certain things that you might say about yourself that you wouldn't want other people saying about you. And so I think it's one of those terms that LGBT people will sometimes use to describe themselves. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's 
it's not totally accepted by everybody. Yeah. So, I like it personally. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so on the topic of derogatory terms, uh, Sarah, what do you, what kind of classroom environment do you generally conduct for when someone starts using derogatory terms, calling someone gay in a, in a, uh, not a nice way? Do you immediately like, uh, slam that down and say, this is not right. Or what do you usually do in response as a teacher? So, um, so I teach in public health and so we're all about prevention. And so I think preventing, preventing people from saying offensive things, part of what you do is you create an environment with expectations. So you say, you know, we're going to use respectful language. We're going to, if we have a disagreement, we're going to disagree about the idea. We're not going to disagree with the person as a person. Um, you know, and you kind of set ground rules and you get people to agree to them. And then when somebody says something that goes against that, you can kind of stop and say, actually, I think what you're saying right now goes against what we all agree to. So why don't we stop and kind of talk about that? So not forceful, but definitely a strong stance, you could say. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think it's important to use it as a learning moment. I do think it's important if someone says something that's racist or homophobic or something like that. I do think for me, it's important to say, you know, that's actually not an okay thing to say. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So I do think it's important to say it's not okay, but also to use it not to shut the person down, but use it as a teaching moment. So Sarah, in your biography, you mentioned that you have some experience working with youth across, outside of a school environment. Um, mm -hmm. Could you tell us about that? What exactly have you done before and what were your goals in doing so? Sure. So I spent seven years as a youth worker at an LGBT youth project in Scotland, um, where I used to live, where I went to graduate school. And um, I ran youth groups. I did um, sexual health outreach in bars and clubs. And I also provided one-on-one -on -one support for young people, and I did um, online outreach as well in, like, uh, chat rooms and on websites and things like that, supporting people online. So I did that for seven years. I don't do that work anymore, but, um, you know, I, the, my goals then were the same as my goals now, which is just making sure that young people are as healthy and happy as they can be. That's, I, I think it's really cool that you were in Scotland in the first place. Um, oh, thanks. That sounds <laughs> Like, I don't know. That sounds really fun. <laughs> um, Thanks. Yeah, it was a great experience. It? You know, I loved it. It was a great experience. And I was really, um, I had never, I didn't grow up in a family that had money to travel. And I'd always wanted to travel. And so when I graduated from college, I decided the only way I could really afford it was to go for grad school and, you know, get student loans and do it that way. So, um, and unfortunately, I only speak uh, one language, I only speak English. So I was a little limited in where I could go. Um, and so I, I chose Scotland and it was a really uh, wonderful experience. And yeah, That's awesome. it was great to just live outside the U.S. and get a different perspective. So Sarah, when you were working with the youth, what would you say was your biggest obstacle that you had to help youth overcome in order to increase this mutual acceptance? So do you mean more working with LGBT young people or yeah. non-LGBT yeah. with LGBT um, young people? And with non, like how do we get them accepted mm -hmm. in the community? So for a lot of LGBT young people, um, it is a question of self-acceptance and also coming out to parents. Those tend to be two of the biggest ones. Um, it's I think it's kind of, the, you know, culture has changed a lot, but even so, a lot of LGBT young people, there's still a lot of stigma out there and a lot of prejudice. Um, and a lot of LGBT young people feel very isolated. 
and uh, hide them, you know, hide their secret from themselves and hide it from other people for a long time. And so working around that and kind of self-acceptance was really big. And then I would say with, with other young people, I think with other young people, I think uh, the important thing is really uh, just focusing on the things that people have in common, you know, and kind of getting to know LGBT, yeah. um, getting to know other LGBT young people and just focusing on the fact that, you know, you guys still have a lot in common. You're all young people and have that kind of experience out in the world, which is important. And um, to me, that's usually, um, that usually works pretty well. Mm-hmm. How can we help teens come out to their parents and friends? Like if they're really, really scared and it just seems like not the right thing to do for themselves, even though it will be if they tell people and come out about it. But if they really don't want to embrace it, what's mm-hmm. a helpful method of, I guess, coming out to everyone you know? I suppose what I would say is maybe don't don't do it if you're not ready, right? Everybody knows their own when they're ready. Um, so I think it's really important to kind of honor that. And I also think you don't necessarily have to do it all at once. Like one thing I would say is, you know, think about the people in your life and who would be most likely to be open and maybe just talk, who would be a good ally and maybe just start out with talking to that person. Um, Maybe even call something like call the Trevor hotline, which is a free 1-800, which I actually don't have right on me, but it's a free 1-800 number and um, it's a support hotline for LGBT young people and talk to them just to talk to maybe another LGBT person before you try talking to a non-LGBT person. So those are some things I would say. Identify some allies, and then if you are going to take that step and talk to your folks, you know, maybe get a sibling on board or have a friend come with you if you're worried about it. So, you know, you have that support for yourself. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us here today. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but it's been a pleasure interviewing you and hearing what your um, opinions are on this subject. Great. Well, it's been lovely to meet both of you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you. Time for another quick break. And this was Sarah Gamble, Professor of Public Health at UC Berkeley. Now, just quickly, the Trevor hotline that we were mentioning, the number is 866-488-7386. If anyone is interested in calling just to after you've been hopefully inspired by our show here today. Now, next segment, we'll be checking checking in with a representative from GLSEN, a nationwide health organization geared towards youth. I'm Stephen Zhao. And I'm Chandar Pashal. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. You should visit us at btsya.com. We'll be right back. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. 
Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey there, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Stephen Zhao. And I'm Chandara, and we're the teen hosts for this show. This segment, we are featuring Kevin Grady's, Regional Director of GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, which strives to assure that each member of every school community is valued and respected, regardless of sexual orientation or gender identity. Kevin is also a part of the Anti-Defamation League, which works with youth to improve community acceptance values overall. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thank you. Hey, Kevin, so in the introduction, we heard about this GLSEN program, and we know what its general idea is, but what do you, as the regional director, what's your personal goal or image for what you want GLSEN to be? Well, I'm not the regional director. I'm the board chair. Board chair, okay. Uh, Our goal regionally is the same as the national organizations, which is we work to provide safe space and value and respect for all students, regardless of sexual orientation or gender identity or expression. So tell us about how specifically you do that. I mean, I hear that this week is GLSEN's No Name Calling Week. Is this the type of um, programs that you conduct in order to achieve that goal? Yeah, No Name Calling Week is a great example. No, um, kids, high school kids, middle school kids, on average, hear the word gay used in some kind of derogatory fashion 26 times a day. Yeah, I hear that and, a lot. Yeah, so the purpose of the week is to reduce not just that use of that particular word to describe things that are negative, um, but to reduce name-calling of any kind on campus uh, and in doing so make high school or middle school campuses and elementary school campuses, uh, safer places for kids to be. How would you say that GLSEN is promoting this? I mean, I've personally, like at our school, we've heard of what Respect Our Differences and various other programs like that. So how is GLSEN reaching out to various schools through the No Name Calling Week? Um, Well, I can tell you, um, locally, we Mm -hmm. send information to schools. Uh, about No Name Calling Week, and we also do a lot of work with Gay Street Alliances uh, on different campuses and Mm -hmm. send them different kinds of resources, and we also try to work with the state Gay Street Alliance organization so we can partner with them and with some other human rights agencies in the Orange County area 
to get the information and the resources out to kids. Okay. So other than No Name Calling Week, what other programs do you know that Glisten sponsors that achieves the general goal that we've been talking about? Uh, Glisten does a lot of programs. Mm -hmm. One that um, you're probably familiar with is the Day of Silence. And the the purpose of the Day of Silence is to bring attention to the fact that um, most LGBT students most queer youth hide their sexuality and are afraid to talk about their sexuality. So they, in a sense, uh, live in silence. And so on the day of silence, you know, we try to get as many kids as we can to take a vow of silence for the day and in doing so bring attention to the kind of harassment that uh, queer youth suffers. Mm -hmm. And actually, just as we were talking about it, I was thinking because, uh, for example, in history class and government class, and we learn about how social dynamic has changed, that now people are slowly starting to move to a bit of more acceptance. Do you have any information about, for example, how GLSEN itself came to be and how it um, went along with this movement of social, cha- social change? Yeah, GLSEN was... Founded by um, a gentleman whose name is Kevin Jennings, and he was, I think, in the late 90s, um, a high school teacher and gay, and um, decided that, you know, because part of teaching is about kind of representing the truth, that he wanted to be out for his students. Um, and so he came out and started. Glisten as a local organization in, um, I want to say Massachusetts, uh, and since then it's grown. And actually, Kevin Jennings is now a member of uh, President Obama's administration. Oh, wow. That, you say in the, it was started in the 90s? I think the late 90s. Yeah, that must have still been really difficult, for, especially for Kevin Jennings, because I, I'm guessing coming out as a teacher, he would have had a lot of heat going against him. Yeah, actually, it was established in 1990, which is earlier than I thought. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's really difficult. I'm very impressed, yeah. Yeah. Moving on, um, I've heard that Glisten has done a lot of studies, and just to name one that you were telling me about earlier, the Playgrounds and Prejudice study. Could you tell us about these and what impact uh, and what did they reveal? Sure. Well, Playgrounds and Prejudice actually is a groundbreaking study because it's really the first in-depth look at um, phobia and gender nonconformity in elementary schools. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, it's um, like I said, it's it's really groundbreaking, and some of the things it reveals probably aren't a surprise that the use of gay is still used in a really negative way, even in elementary schools. Um, that terms like fag and lesbo are really common, um, in addition to uh, racial and ethnic stuff. And this is an uh, elementary school. Right. So this looks at at, um, general name calling. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting. It also reveals that 10% of elementary students um, indicate that they don't conform to traditional gender norms. Um, 
gender non-conforming students are less likely to feel safe, even in elementary schools. So, you know, that would be kind of more masculine girls, more effeminate boys. Um, you know, there are, uh, in terms of um, issues of family diversity, though, there are, I guess, some positive findings. Um, seven in ten elementary kids say they've been taught about different kinds of families, although a lot fewer are taught about gay and lesbian parents. And um, a lot of elementary school teachers say that they talk about different types of families. So, you know, that's a positive term. Yeah, but I've actually just uh, caught on to the numbers you were mentioning here, and that's pretty interesting, I have to say. 10% of elementary students uh, struggle with gender issues, and then still majority of elementary, even elementary school students are using these derogatory terms. So I think that's a really odd balance that is not, is not a good thing. <laughs> no, and, you know, it's, it's sad that the seemingly one of the first put-downs that kids even begin to use is gay or, the, or that's so gay. Yeah. Mm. How do you suggest... Uh, teachers or students in general reach out and uh, try to counter this in their own specific world? Like, what does GLSEN t um, have in terms of offering materials or advice to that? Um, GLSEN actually has something that we call the Safe Space Kit. And um, the Safe Space Kit is uh, some resources and some stickers that teachers can use that they put on like their classroom door and their classroom window and in putting it up it says that they are proclaiming that their classroom is a safe space. The sticker says this is a safe and inclusive space for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered students mm -hmm. and their allies. So um, there's some stickers, there's some posters and there's a 42 page Guide to being an ally to LGBT students. Yeah, with some strategies that teachers can use. Mm -hmm. And what about on an individual level? Say a student has a friend who just recently cons um, confided in him that she's she or he is lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. How would the student? How would you suggest a student on an individual level support that person? Well, I think you support them by letting them know that that regardless of their sexual orientation that you accept them and you respect them mm -hmm. and it doesn't make any difference to you that you continue to be their friend. Um, and also, I think you can support them by understanding what it is that they, where they are in their coming out process. You know, just because a queer student shares with their friend that they're gay doesn't mean that they've told their parents. doesn't mean that they're ready to tell the rest of their friends. Yeah. So I think another way to be supportive is to be clear where they are in their coming out process. And, you know, teachers have a really powerful role in this. And that is that any time a teacher hears, you know, the word gay or lesbo or you're a fag or anything used, that they stop it immediately. And they don't just stop it, but they talk about why they've stopped it. And they really show why it's wrong, I guess, is a good way to right. put it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So speaking out, being supportive, um, doing it publicly, 
very powerful ways that teachers can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And finally, Kevin, for those of us listening who are interested in getting involved with Glisten, what can we do? Is there a website? Is there a program to in- volunteer with? Or what suggestions do you have? Uh, the the national website is glisten.org. Mm-hmm. And from there, you can find out where there are local chapters, and all of the local chapters have websites, and there are chapters almost all around the country, like in, in almost every state. In like in California, example, where I am, there's a, we have a chapter in San Diego, a chapter in Orange County, there's a chapter in L.A., at least I'm not sure about the Bay Area right now. Mm-hmm. So wherever you are, yeah. there's a way to get involved. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And if you um, go onto the website, you can register uh, your Gay Straight Alliance. You can find other allies that you can team up with. There are resources there, information about all of the programs I've discussed. Mm-hmm. So just go to glisten.org, and you you can be very educated on all this stuff. All right, thank you so much, Kevin. That provided a lot of great information. Now we're going to take mm-hmm. now we're going to take a quick break. That was Kevin Grady, one of the board directors of Glisten. Visit them online at www.glsen.org. You are listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Steve Zhao, and I'm Chandra Pashal. You are listening to Express Yourself, and we'll be right back. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey there, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Steven Zhao. And I'm Chandra Pashal, and we're the teen host for this show. Now we've had quite a few interesting opinions shared on the show here today, but the big question remains, what can we do to help? Earlier, we read Loretta Steele's submission to the Live Your Legacy writing campaign, talking about how music can bring about change. So the question is for this segment, 
What can you do to improve the lives of your fellow classmates? And to answer that, of course, we turn to one of our field reporters. Rachel Glass is here with us today from Oregon with her segment titled "Making a Difference." Rachel, go ahead. Hi, guys. Thank you. Hello. Um, for this segment, for this particular topic, I wanted to talk about making a difference on the small scale. And what I mean by that is, you know, making a difference doesn't always have to include, you know, you being a part of a big organization or donating tons of money or spending hours, you know, um, working on something. It could be something small, just like saying hi to somebody or giving somebody a compliment or helping someone out when, you know, they need help and no one else is helping them. And I think those little things actually go a really long way. And if you think about it, if you do those types of things every day, like how much that would add up. And for every person you do it to, you know, it's another person that, you know, is getting that experience and would probably give that back to someone else, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think you're hitting on really good value there that sometimes uh, seriously a smile or just like, hello, it really mm-hmm. improves someone's day. I, I, I think we've all been and, in those moments where we want someone just to say hi to us because we're really tired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's me right now. Hi, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Steven. Hi. <laughs> and also, I think like in the long run, those type of things will really come back to you too. Like, um, I'm blanking on the saying right now, but you know, do to others as like you would want done to you. And I really think the world could be a better place <laughs> if everyone was just friendly golden rule of course mm-hmm. <laughs> most definitely yep yeah. a smile to a stranger could save their life you never know yep. so mm-hmm. rachel over up there in oregon do you have mm-hmm. any specific examples of things that are going on maybe not big programs but like an individual story of what happened that illustrates this theme um i definitely do give me a moment to think dun 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 yep. dun 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 <laughs> I think um, I can't think of a specific example, but I do try my best to, you know, help people when it looks like, you know, everyone is just walking past them. Oh, actually, I do have a good example. I was in class the other day and it was like one of those big 300 person lecture classes. So, you know, there's 300 kids in the class and it was before class started and this girl spilled her coffee all over the floor And she didn't have paper towels. And so she was frantically trying to, you know, clean up and move her stuff. And with, you know, 299 other kids in the room, nobody was helping her. (laughs) And, um, yeah, that's really sad. (laughs) Yeah. And then my friend, I just walked in with my friend and my friend immediately went up to her and was like, hi, do you need paper towels? Like, I'll go grab you some. And she just looked at her for a second and didn't really say anything. And I was just watching all this happen. And then she said, thank you so much. I would love that. No one else has stopped to ask if I need help. And so my friend and I went to go get her paper towels. And obviously, you know, after that, I was just cleaned up in a second. But that's just an example. of There are so many people who just didn't help her out. And, you know, she noticed that, you know, she was aware that nobody else was helping her and, you know, not making her situation better. And I think that happens so easily. Like we all yeah. think someone else is going to just do it for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And connect. Yeah. I guess connecting into the theme today, I think a big question out there is there are people who suffer from gender discrimination out there. And yeah. how do we tell them, hey, we accept you for who you are. 
even though we expect other people to do it for us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rachel, do you uh, have any examples of that from Oregon? Um, honestly, I haven't. I ran into those kind of situations more in high school than I have here. But just, yeah. you know, throughout all my experiences, people I find are unconscious, unconsciously, you know, discriminant against people. And I don't think they're doing it on purpose, but it's just um, like automatic, automatically, you know, judging people as, as if there was, you know, a difference between, between them, you know? And I think it's just, I think it's a lot of people need to be more educated about it and, you know, realize, you know, treat them as if there was no difference because there really shouldn't be in this world would be a better place if everyone, you know, realized that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Does anyone else feel like the issue is kind of avoided at school or something? Because that's kind of actually what the feeling I get. Like, it actually doesn't come up at school a lot. And we try to think, oh, that be- that's because we accept everyone. But really, it's just I feel like no one really thinks about it at all. No one recognizes that it is something that s- people have to struggle with sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, you know, they think that if they're not in, in the position, you know, it has nothing to do with them. But, um, you know, it kind of, we all live in the same society. So it kind of, you know, does have to do with all of us. And the more... It affects everyone for sure. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think, people, you know, who like us, who are accepting and are aware and educated about that issue can make a difference by kind of spreading the word or doing things out in public for other people to see, you know, like what the right thing to do is. Mm -hmm. But for example, like Shandara, I mean, do you feel like people at your school are accepting LGBTs or are they just shoving it under the rug, so to speak? Um, I like... It's yeah, when you get older and you're in college, like for me personally, I don't think that like in my school it's really like that. Everybody's pretty open about it okay. and like doesn't like isn't really prejudiced against anybody. But I think when I was younger, like in middle school and like beginning of high school, people kind of acted like just kind of swept it under the rug and kind of tried to act like it didn't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I find the didn't same thing mm-hmm. or embrace it. Yeah. Um, it may be just, you know, our generation out where we are in college, we are kind of more accepting because we've seen examples of bad things that have happened concerning it. And maybe because like we've learned through middle school and high school where, you know, kids being kids are more judgmental, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. but yeah, I find that it's not that big of an issue in college, which is a good thing. And it's really great to see. Yeah. In the previous segments, we were talking to some experts who had some ideas about how we as individuals can help out people and really show to them that we do care. And uh, Rachel, just from Oregon, do you have any mm-hmm. thoughts on what you individually could be doing in the school to kind of reach out to these people and say, hey, look, we're okay with that. And we are here to help you whenever you need it. Mm-hmm. I think something I could do that I honestly have not done, but that is totally an option to me is there are, you know, clubs and those kind of things specifically for that to spread the word and to, you know, have a safe place for people to talk. Um, and so I think for something that I could do is definitely join that and be a part of that and possibly like get other people mm-hmm. to join it, you know? So I think that is a very important issue that, I would love to be a part of. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can take this moment to um, tell our listeners about what our producer, Cynthia Bryan, was telling us as we were preparing for the show. Oh, she was yeah. telling us a story about how, as a college, uh, um, college student, she was putting her hair rollers up on for sale. And then uh, she got contacted by this person named Chris who wanted to come over to see if the hair rollers were good condition and see if he or she, uh, they would end up buying it. And actually... Um, Cynthia was telling us that over the phone, she didn't know whether Chris was a boy or a girl. And then when Chris came in to see her, she still couldn't figure it out. And eventually they actually got to be really good friends after um, because they just ran into each other a bunch. And eventually uh, Cynthia found out that Chris was actually a boy, but he identified as a girl in many cases. And... Uh, the best thing that Chris that the best thing that Chris said was wonderful about Cynthia was that she didn't ask Chris, "Are you a boy or a girl?" Or you have to decide. Or didn't try to make it a big deal. They just she just accepted them for who they are. And I think that is something few people seem to recognize that sometimes mm-hmm. that gender issue doesn't matter as much as the friendship mattered. And uh, there's more to yeah. a person than just the gender issues that go on beneath. Exactly. And that's just, um, I think people are just automatically judgmental and obviously, you know, they're just people <laughs> just like us, yeah. like really, you know, there is no difference and I'm sure a different species. Exactly. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. like 99.9 of the time they're going to be, you know, exactly like you and you're going to find things in common with them. And so I think it's just a matter of letting your prejudices go and, you know, actually getting to know people before you judge them. Exactly. And like, especially when like, if somebody's born a certain way, if somebody's born with like a deformity that they can't help and like, or if somebody Mm -hmm. has personal decisions that like, you don't necessarily make the decision to do, you shouldn't judge them just based on that and think their whole entire personality surrounds that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes any sense. Yeah. Oh no, I totally understand. Rachel, so thank you so much for sharing with us. Do you have any other final thoughts from up there in Oregon? Anything to say about your segment? Um, may I just want to add, once again, making a difference on the small scale. There are so many things that people probably do anyways and don't even notice. notice um, just like a simple smile or turning off the lights and little things like that that will really, um, in the long shot, really make a difference and that are important for people to do. Yes. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us here on Voice America Kids. This has been a great segment and a great show. Thank you to Star Style Productions for producing this show. And we are your hosts, Stephen Zhao. And I'm Chandar Pashal. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Express Yourself. And we want to hear your thoughts. And, of course, you want to answer your questions. So email us at btsya18radio at gmail.com. That's btsya teenradio at gmail.com and check out our website at btsya.com and you can upload your creative works at our site for free get involved with be the star you are charity and we really really appreciate your donations so don't be afraid to donate and most of all remember to express yourself bye thank you everyone Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. 
produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself.